Hello, hello, guys. How are we doing? It is Thursday or Hertz Day. Um, and I don't know about you, but I've had a fantastic week. Just listened to Outside the Huddle podcast um, on a wee cycle earlier on today. And uh, the, 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 the hurt or the hurts in, in the voices of uh, some of the guys on that podcast, specifically Paul, just brought a grin to my to my face from 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 um, ear to ear. To be honest with you, how are we doing, uh, Mick? How's your week been, buddy? Well, week's been great, man. I've been smiling ear to ear. I think my, my missus is like, "What's wrong with you? There's something different. You're smiling for <laughs> once. I don't like that. Get that off your face. It's usually grimaced." So, <laughs> <she's>, <laughs> so it's it's it's, it's great in my household. Inspired you to have a haircut as well, did it, Mick? It did. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got the shaver out. Skinhead, yeah. right? You got it all off. Yeah. Had to. Elsewhere are you, as um, well. Are you going um <laughs> are you go are you gonna continue to grow the the, the, the Hagrid slash Gandalf beard or um, I've got to see how, it... how far I can take it. I mean why not? You know, we're in lockdown. I can't remember the name of the darts player. One of you guys might be able to help me out. He's an Australian darts player, and he he, he twindles his beard up into like a singular line. Wilk Willock. I can't remember. Is, are you gonna are you gonna start braiding it, or are you just let it flow? I could do that, couldn't I? Start braiding it, man. Go full Viking. <laughs> well, that that that's what you said. It looked like the techno Viking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what a great segue to bring Keegan in. Um, for those of you who've been listening to this podcast, and I know there are millions of you out there listening in, um, Keegan, Keegan's been been part of the pod from the start. Um, you know, wasn't able to make the first few sessions, but we've been chatting to him. He's on our WhatsApp group. Um, he's a fellow Geordie like myself, so I'm over the moon to have a fellow a fellow Newcastle fan on the, on the pod. Um, but yeah, welcome Keegan. Welcome welcome to your first. The first podcast. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Finally, it's good to finally get on here and have a good catch up with you all and talk some Eagles throughout the evening. But uh, again, for me, the week was great. Like I, I tweeted out saying I went I went into work and my coffee tasted sweeter. Like I didn't have a ha- I didn't have a hangover from the beer, the alcohol we was all drinking on the Sunday. Like it was just a great start to the week. I mean, my missus was um, moaning that I was shouting like early hours of the morning. I had to explain to her the Eagles beat the Saints. <laughs> like, <laughs> I said it was the equivalent of Newcastle beating Barcelona. Like you know, yeah. At that period in time, in the form we were in, it's it's you know it's a it's a relatively fair comparison, as you can tell. Keegan, uh, like me, doesn't have a strong, thick Geordie accent, um, but that doesn't matter. We we still support them. Uh, Phil, how are you doing, buddy? How's your week been? As good as ours has been? Uh, well, yeah, obviously. I think I'm on my fifth replay of the game. Um, <laughs> it's nice to um, it's nice to put on Game Pass and not have to avoid your own team for fear of sort of becoming incredibly depressed um so yeah it's been it's been it's been a good week you know you ride you ride it all week and we put on earlier in the week about you know if anyone's come down yet from the, the high of the weekend or whether we're riding it into arizona and i know we'll get into that later but um oh yeah you know it, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot to come down from that and and i think i think we're in a good place oh yeah no it's gonna be a long come down like some serious class a's going on um, with how high I feel today, jokes, obviously. Um, 
good stuff. Um, yeah, I completely agree, Phil, to be honest with you. I'm pretty bad at um, watching Eagles games back, unless we win. I know you guys have done have, have watched nearly every game back since we started doing the poll. I've barely done the highlights for some of them. But am I right in saying this is the first Eagles win since we started the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. And this is and this is episode six. <laughs> 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 I mean, there was there was one, there was one thrown in the middle, which was uh, the interview with Phil and his and his mate over in over in the states. Um, so, guys, if you're listening and you haven't listened to that, give it a give it a listen. It's it's a really good insight into local a local fans' knowledge. Um, you know, they'll see the media much more than we see it. They'll live and breathe it. They'll talk it every day with their with their mates, with, with loads of people. So it's a, it's a really, really good interview. Um, so go and give that a listen if you, if you get the chance. Cool, that's enough plugging of, your own part, of the part we're already listening to. Um, listen, first off, I just wanted to get, obviously, the reaction. I know we've had a bit of a brief reaction, but a bit more detailed reaction to the game on Sunday, um, how you felt it went, what were your highlights, what were the things you felt really positive about. Let's make this part all about positivity, guys. No negativity today, all positive. The Eagles won, we beat the Saints. I've got a, I've got a three-rhyme lyric later on to replace Mick's 60-second rant because the rants are for the losses and the lyrics are for the wins. If you're listening, Paul, and you were going to listen to the end, I'd listen in if I was you, buddy. Good stuff. So, Phil, going to you, going to you first. Um, how? Yeah, I mean, a bit more of a reaction of the actual game itself, and how you think it went. What were your positive outtakes from that? Uh, well, where do you where do you begin? I think we, <laughs> after the Green Bay game, we were hoping that the final quarter of that was a was a sign of things to come, and wasn't just a flash in the pan, or because the, the team was playing prevent defense or whatever. You know, we were hoping that it was going to going to be a sign of things to come, like I said. And and I think it, it definitely proved that way. I think across the board, the whole team, Jeremy played well. Yeah, a lot of people are obviously focusing on the Hurts versus Wentz. And the fact that he's done well obviously raises those questions, you know, about who's going to be the starting quarterback and so on and so forth. But, you know, you you look at the whole team on defence. I think I think the defence were, were the shining star of that game with, you know, the oh. The turnovers and, and just only the stops, like early on in the game, the first stop, you know, sacked about five yards behind the line of scrimmage at the very first sort of um, play of the game. And I think they never really looked back from there. We can joke about the whole um, uh, not having a lead in God knows how many games. And we obviously led for the, well, it's from the first score of that game all the way to the end. There was obviously a brief moment sort of back third quarter where they started sort of <laughs> smashing in the touchdowns. We thought, here we go, Washington football team, Mark two. Um, but I think I generally, and I said it at the time, I was like, it's you know, the secondary getting pummeled. It just turned into a, um, a, a shootout at that point. I know it wasn't a shootout, but it was essentially like, let's not try and stop them scoring with a, with a secondary, secondary, secondary. Um, let's try and just keep the score one ahead. And then we got that um, uh, Miles Sanders touchdown towards the end of the game. And, and I think from then on, we felt fairly fairly confident. So I'm not going to try and cover everything because we've got three other people on the pod. So I'll let you guys yeah. step over and give me your your thoughts. No, that's 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 a really good insight. I, I liked your comment about the defence. Right? We've, we've talked the last couple of weeks about Slay and how we don't normally hear Slay's name, right? Because... He's normally locking down their wide receiver one. 
I barely heard Slay's name this 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 week this weekend against the Saints. Keegs, how did you um, how did you feel about the game? What were your highlights? Um, how do you feel about it? I think it was it was just a great game to watch. Like Phil's touched on it there. The defense were incredible. Like first half anyway for me, the defense were incredible. Like Duke Riley had a hell of a game. Like he, I've, I saw in a press conference where he said that that was all down to Jim Swartz. And when when he got that um, interception, he actually ran to the sideline and gave the ball to him. So I feel bad because I've been giving him stick for weeks and weeks. But clearly, yeah, <laughs> me too. Clearly, I know nothing. <laughs> but um. I see. I thought it was his hair that was the reason he was playing so well. Have you seen his his mop? Oh my it's god! Impressive, isn't it though? Good stuff. Uh, what about uh, Javon Hargrave? Yeah, so for me, Hargrave, Hargrave really came back into life this game. You know, logging. Uh, I think it was four total sacks. Was it? No, two sacks. Sorry, three quarterback hits, and I think it was two tackles for for a loss. Yeah. Um, got. The defense really showed up for me. Uh, with <laughs> the offense is a bit of a different situation. I, I don't want to get into the Hurts versus Wentz sort of thing yet. I've got I've got a fair bit on Jalen Hurts, which I, we can all talk about later. I'm sure we've got our own opinions sort of, of how the game went. But for me, it was Sanders. I think you know he carried the ball 14 times, but he was explosive in them plays that he you know I think I read he averaged eight yards per carry and also four four catches yeah. for 21 yards and. Yeah, it's a huge game for Sanders. Completely agree. And also, uh, Javon Hargrave, you're so right, um, King Kev, King Kev Keeks. Um, because he, he, you're right, he had, he had two sacks, he had two tackles, and he had a number of quarterback pressures as well. Um, and it, we, were, we were hoping that we were going to see this Javon Hargrave from the start of the season. You're right to point out, he's only really come into his own in the last, in the last few weeks, but I mean, he he looks he looks like he's coming to party. Um, so Mick, we'll we'll go to you. Thanks for that, Keegs. Um, Sanders, another big game, 115 yards. Uh, I can hear you pouring another whiskey. So you you must be ra- uh, raring to go. Wait, 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 that was that me. wasn't that me. Was me. <laughs> oh, well, uh, that was, don't try and paint me as the alcoholic at the group, okay? But even though that I'm, I think. I think there's a few of us in that boat, mate. Um, so 14 carries, 115 yards, being spot on, 8.2 yards per carry. And, um, yeah, four receptions for 21 yards at five yards uh, average. Um, that's Sanders' rule. But, but, Mick, you know, on top of that, what else are you? Um, what else did you see from the game? Yeah, so Sanders, uh, he... Over 100 yards in the game in total. Uh, well, the majority of that came from that one play, uh, which was he carried for over 80 odd yards for the touchdown. Which I mean, we were all screaming, weren't we? At that point, <laughs> yeah. Point in the game, you could see them all running down the touch down the touchline. You could see uh, Fletcher Cox; he was going absolutely wild, uh, which is always <laughs> character in that dressing room. Absolutely, I love that guy. Uh, but big shout out to the defense, of course. Uh, they, they were the stars of that game, really, aside from Jalen Hurts. But again, we'll, we'll come on to that. Um, I think uh, Keegs gave a comprehensive overview of the defence, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But you could even speak about the Saints' defence. They were supposed to be the number one defence, weren't they? Yeah. Going into that game, and it looked great. They, no, zero sacks, 
Um, I was talking to a couple of people on Twitter beforehand. as like, well, how many sacks are you putting the Saints down for in this game? Uh, expecting it, you know, four or five possibly, but no, credit to... And that, and that was, I suppose, due to Jalen rolling out a lot, being quick uh, on his feet and, and making snap decisions, you know, uh, yeah. but as well as the offensive line, they held up really well. Um, and I feel like the Saints didn't really know what to do um, with our offense because, well, like I alluded to in the, in the last podcast, is that there's hardly any tape on Jalen Hurts apart from what he did in college, and that doesn't always translate to the NFL. So uh, it was always going to they were always going to have a hard time judging exactly uh, the decisions that Jalen was going to make. And it, uh, I mean, he's he's been. His, his name's been up in the lights, isn't it? And in, in all quarters of Eagles and, you know, on all the NFL shows that you watch, like Good Morning Football, and you had a quite a big section on him. Um, and everyone's raving about the kid. So yeah. it's, it's it's all great. It's all positive. Uh, there was a couple of negatives of the game that, you know, but Liam, you did tell me to stay positive, but... <laughs> but we, we, we do all analysis on this show. Give us, give us some of the negatives you have. Yeah. Jake Elliott. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just, that's, that's twice he's, he's missed the, the uh, field goal that was under 25 yards this season. He's missed five field goals in, in, in total this season. Yeah. Uh, three of which were, you know, over the 50 yard mark. So you can't quite be too harsh on him with those, but, the ones that were under twenty-five yards—that's bread and butter stuff. He has. He's normally he's normally pretty good from distance, Jake. As well, I mean, I'm not ready to to let my boy Jake go. He was there for my first ever game where we beat the Giants with the sixty-two-yard field goal with one second left on the clock, and he's been, you know, he's been a stalwart since then. I'm not ready to dine him yet, but you have to admit, after seeing after seeing the Vikings um, kicker's performance. Um, in the last few weeks, which has been <laughs> nothing short of like Chuck Dan Bailey, I think his name is. Um, yeah, how many? How many? Absolutely. Sorry, sh- mate. How many kicks would he have missed if we hadn't gone for fourth down so many times? That's my concern. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. His, his attempts are actually quite low like, compared to the rest of the kickers in the league. I think his attempts are are one of the lowest in the league because you know our offense does tend to go on the four and twos and. <laughs> Uh, pro- well, sometimes it's to our benefit, sometimes it isn't. I mean, both two touchdowns that we've had from Hearts in the last two weeks, uh, one was a, a 4-18, I think it was, against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one in, against the Saints was, I think that was a 4-2, and two, and he hit Alshon, yeah. uh, which was <laughs> to our amusement, <laughs> shall we say. I don't think anybody's seen that coming. I don't think but, we celebrated that much either, did we? People. On Elliot, what you said there, like, so Doug has always been quite aggressive on fourth downs, but do you think maybe this season he's being more aggressive because he's lost some faith in Elliot a bit? Like, oh, that's a really good question. I'll take that because I normally ask them. Um, so I'll answer one. I, I, I hadn't considered that as a reason, but I think it's a really, really good. Uh, it's it's a really good suggestion for a reason. I feel like he's going more on fourth down 
for probably a couple of reasons. Now that you've said that, I think that's probably definitely one of them. I think the other reason is, um, you know, um, our record in, in, in the league and the fact that we just need to win out, really, um, from, from here on out if, if potentially a couple of people save their jobs. So I reckon he's, you know, all, all bets are off now for Doug from, from now until the rest of the season in terms of trick plays, going from fourth down, two-point conversions, you name it. I reckon he's going to be going for a lot because let's not forget, I mean, he's had a shocking season um, this year with, with play calling. We've all, there's loads of different theories as to why that is. Um, but, I mean, Doug Peterson historically has been a brilliant play caller. Um, and an aggressive play caller. I can't remember the name of his book, but it's something to do with aggression and winning. Um, so I, I'd be surprised. It's a very good point, Keegan. I, I, you could be right. Mick, Phil, do you reckon that could be I a reason? I think it's more to do with um, the fact that we've barely been in front in any games this season and you, you tend to go for it more if you're behind than if you're in the lead. Like I, I, I agree, Keegan, there's going to be something into it. It's got to put doubt in your mind because every time he's set up for a kick this season, I've always had it in my, my gut going, oh no, is he going to get this one or not? And it's the same when you have a keeper yeah. in, in, in football that's uh, that's not performing very well. You just don't feel confident every time someone's through. But it, I think so confidence does come into it and, and faith. So I kind of agree half and half, really. You know. What, David <laughs> Gay? Yeah. You know, when he's on, when he was on fire, he was like absolutely untouchable. You felt like you were never going to concede a goal. But then as soon as he has his blip, you start going back that way and you're kind of thinking, oh, we're going we're gonna to have to score three here because we're going to concede two. We're going to make two stupid mistakes. Well, he's no Carl Darlow, <laughs> is he? Let's be honest. Um, nowhere near as good as that boy prodigy. <laughs> good stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'll be JK, but, you know... Uh... It's a fair yeah, call. It's a fair. Must it's do. a fair call. Yeah, absolutely. Must, must do better. <laughs> Maybe that's. I don't think that's going to be the title of this week's podcast because it's been such a uh, such a, a romping performance that we saw on the weekend against the Saints. Just before I move on to the next section, um, where we're actually going to do a bit of a review of the NFC East um, for a change. Um, also on defense this week, we have Josh Sweat again, two sacks. Three tackles, one assisted tackle. The guy is becoming, and we say it every week, he's becoming um, one of my favourite players on the team. And I'm so excited about his future with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and Alex Singleton, eight tackles, three assists. Again, absolute stud. Those two, those two guys on defence are really, um, are really, you know, well, they're, they're first team starters for the next few years unless they they can massively regress, right? Resounding yeah, yes. The D done. The, the D done well. Um, we sit. We we sing Alex Singleton's praises every week. Uh, I think Duke Riley not as much, but he had a good game, so I'll give him that. But I still don't really rate him, and I think that we should be looking at a replacement uh, ASAP. I'm not looking forward to Nate Gary coming back either. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> again, our bread bear. Uh, line back as well as TJ uh, Edwards, I thought was probably our best line back, but he's been in and out the team as well. I think he's actually on the injuries report this week. Um, I'm not sure how much he featured against the Saints. I can't really remember. I don't know if he did at all, actually. Yeah, so, um, okay, good. Thanks, chaps. That was a, a good reaction to uh, the win against the Saints this week. We'll look forward to um, the game against the Cardinals in a moment, but 
just wanted to spend a little bit of time on the NFC East, um, if we can. Not too much time because it's not our forte. You know, our forte is not the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Skins. But we know enough about them being in our being in our division. Um, just wanted to touch on um, some of the results this weekend because the Giants were looking were looking pretty before they went into this weekend, but didn't quite work out very well for them, did it, Phil? No, um, I must admit I haven't actually watched that game. Um, I was sort of, I think on the pick six, I did back them to at least cover the spread, but they don't think they even did that, did they? No, they were way off. They were 19 yeah, points. So, um, yeah, I think I was even getting swept up maybe in the pool hype train a little bit and thinking that the Giants were actually going to make a decent run of it. But, you know, classic NFC, East fashion. Um, no one can get too far ahead. No one can stick their head far enough above the parapet to uh, actually make anything stick. Yeah, so you look at um, Daniel Jones' stats, 11 from 21, 127 yards, zero rushing yards. Um, Daniel Jones's year has been, well, up and down, right? Pretty poor start to the year. Turned it around against us. And has been rush has been rushing um for some serious yardage over the last few weeks. I am not on the Daniel Jones hype train whatsoever. I think he's I'm not gonna say he's the most overrated or underrated um QB in the NFL because I think he's just rated as he is, which is shit. You know, he's not very good. He, other than rushing, what else has he got? Listening to Outside the Huddle podcast. Today, and they reckon Colt McCoy's a you know as good a pocket passer as Daniel Jones is. You take the rushing out of the game, and he's got nothing. Um, Mick, did, did you catch any of the game at all? What did you? What do you? What no. do you think? Of, <laughs> you didn't. What, what do you think? What do you think of there? All right, let's let's flip that a little bit then. Rather than rather than asking about the game, they're they're five and and uh, the five and eight now. They've got Daniel Jones. They've got Wayne Goldman, a running back. Dion Lewis. I mean, these these are nothing players, really. Golden Tate passed it. Sterling Shepard hasn't been around doing anything for a while. Darius Layton showed some promise, but that's it. Same with Evan Ingram. Um, decent defense. The defense is 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 very very good. To be fair, Blake Martinez, James Bradbury, Jabril Peppers. I like and, Peppers. He's a good player. Yeah, he is good. What what's what's the route forward for the Giants? for the rest of the season and the next year. What do you think they need to, to change or, or to get to make a, a bit more of an impact in the NFC? I mean, they could still win. They could still win, you know, our division this year, but nah. not much more uh, than yeah, that. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're a better place to win than we are just now, I suppose. But um, listen, I, I, I don't really want to <laughs> discuss how good the Giants could potentially be. Um, <laughs> I hate the Giants. That's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but, but they are missing uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, I know you spoke about Goldman, and he has done pretty well. And and you know, uh, Daniel Jones can run as as well. We've seen that against against the Eagles a few weeks ago. Um, but again, I, I I wouldn't like to hype them up too much. Uh, I think they're slightly overachieving just now with the team they have. I know they're five and eight, but I still think that's overachieving for the Giants. Um, going into the season, I didn't see them having five five, five wins this year. Um, I, same for goes for the Washington football team. Uh, I didn't think they would 
have six wins, I think they're on now, and they've taken a few scalps along the way. With Washington, it's like, um, yeah, I think with Washington, out of any, if I had to pick any team in the NFC East that I would not not root for, but they have had a hell of a story when it comes to Ron Rivera and what he's gone through, and then you look at how well their defense have played. Like, imagine how much would you want a player like Chase Young on your team right now? Do you know what I mean? Like. I don't think the Giants. He's a stud. I, don't, I don't think the Giants are going to win the division. If I had to pick, I would say stick with Washington. But obviously, it's. I think they just they've played like Nick said. They've taken some serious scalps already this season, and who would have expected that at the beginning of the season from that team? Yeah, I mean their defense is absolutely stacked, right? I mean, apart from their defense having like was it four first round. Um, four, four, four first yeah. rounders on their D line. I think they have. Um, Alex Smith coming back, playing better. I mean, say playing better. He he had um eight completions for fifty seven yards and an interception <laughs> against San Francisco, and then beat the forty nine. Oh my god, that stat is hilarious. And then Dwayne Haskins came in for seven seven of twelve for fifty one yards, zero interceptions. In a decent yeah. rushing game, they they combined for over a hundred yards on the ground. Um, not much in the air as we just as we just talked about, but their you know their, their defense, yeah, it's just phenomenal. Um, I think a bit like a bit like the uh, the Giants, they're missing some key weapons. I well, not like the Giants in the fact that they're missing Saquon Barkley, but they need they need some weapons. I mean, I'm looking at that receiving core, Terry McLaurin. Isaiah White, Cam Sims, Stephen Sims Jr. Then you've got the running backs jumping in, um, McKissick and, and Barber and, and the like. They've got really no one of note over than McLaurin, and McLaurin has not really done it this season. And um, they've got no one really, no one really screams, screams at, rush, at, at um, running back either at the moment. I know they've got the star running back out injured. Um, this is just a terrible year for the NFC East for me personally, where in my opinion, the Eagles still have the best squad, the best roster of players, of talent, having clicked for loads of reasons which we've discussed. I'm not scared about the Washington Redskins or the Giants in the coming years, unless Washington really do add some some key weapons on offense. What about the Cowboys? How are we feeling about the Cowboys this year? I know, mm-hmm. obviously, the, the big DAC injury, but they, you know, They've got some uh, exciting wide, wide receivers. They've got Amari Cooper, who's obviously done it um, for a while now. They've got CeeDee Lamb. They've got Gallup. Um, they've got Zeke running back. Uh, they had Dak the start of the season. Obviously, we know what's happened to him. Um, Dalton's been in since then. Keegan, what, what do you think moving forward? What's, what's the end of the season and next season looking like for the it Cowboys? Is- well, if I can waste as little time talking on the Cowboys as possible, because you know, I hate Dallas. But <laughs> I think it looks pretty bleak for them. Jerry Jones just—he's that owner that just wants. He still thinks he's—he's he's like a general manager. Like they, you know, if Dak, could, if Dak was carried, he was carrying that team. You know, obviously, Elliot has just been non-existent this season for them like how many I don't know I've lost count of how many fumbles he's had this season for someone who was such an explosive running back um I think you've got to be asking yeah. some serious questions if you're if you're in the Cowboys organization I don't think Mick 
me personally, I don't think Mick McCarthy is no Mike McCarthy, isn't it? To Mike. Nick, Nick, well, I Mick reckon McCarthy, Mick McCarthy will probably McCarthy do a better job at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> was, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he's the man for the job. Has he been found out as a fraud? Do you, like, do you think it was Rogers carrying him all these years? Because, you know... Yeah, I think Roy Keane's had a disagreement <laughs> with him as well, to be honest, and that's the reason it's all gone Pete-Tong. Um, all right, guys, we'll go around the houses. Who's winning the NFC this week, this year? Sorry, Phil, you first. Yeah, I think I think it's a safe-ish bet to go with Washington at the moment, just because it, it, the, the, the defense is keeping them in games, and all they need is just a couple of decent offensive plays, and and they tend to win. You know, win games. You don't you don't beat the Steelers or the Forty Niners um, without that kind of backbone of of how you play. And I think the Giants and the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, disregarding the Eagles temporarily, um, I don't think either of them are consistent enough to put together a a winning run to win out the season. I think, I think all I don't think any of the teams in the NFC East are going to win out all their remaining games. But I just feel that Washington are more of a safer bet. If you're going to bet on any of them in any game to to win against the odds, you'd be better off going with them than anybody else. Everyone else is just too unpredictable. I mean. What we've got now with the with the Eagles um, is is that they they've got the Arizona Arizona is arguably the hardest game we've we've got left. But I do look at the Washington game and go. A lot of people are saying that's a banker, um, and maybe before last weekend I would have been like, no, nah, I don't think we're going to beat them because of their defense and the way we're playing on offense. But you know, this this weekend's definitely given me hope that I reckon out of the the remaining three games that we'll get two wins, whether that's against Arizona, one of those is against Arizona or not, I don't know. But obviously, win against Arizona, and you, you then in theory only got to pick up one out, one win out of the remaining two games, and then you've got Dallas, um, who are just as sporadic. I think, I think it's possible that Eagles could be right up there, but um, we're, we're, we're always in. But we, for, the, for the last few weeks, we've all, all been in between whether we want to get a decent draft position and whether we want to win win out I think I made my feelings pretty clear that I'd rather see them win the remaining three games going to the playoffs and fall flat um, in the in the playoff playoff uh, the wild card round again but you know the argument could be made that I think it's a win-win at the end of the day for the Eagles so I'm not too worried about whether they're going for it or not I care about them playing well yeah so Washington have the Seahawks, the Panthers, and the Eagles to finish. Eagles have uh, Arizona, um, Cowboys, and uh, Washington to finish. So, I mean, Washington could win all three of those games. They could lose all three of those games. See I, think, I think as much as people uh, have been whinging all season about the NFC East, I think you can't, you, you're hard pushed to find someone who isn't curious about how this particular saga is going to play out. Mick, what about you? Who's winning the NFCs? Um, I reluctantly say the football team as well as well. Um, their defense is formidable, and that is what ultimately is going to see them through the playoffs. Whether or not they want to go to the playoffs is an, is another discussion, indeed. Because I think the like the the Difference in draft pick is massive 
you know, like whoever wins is going to have a losing record. So you're definitely jumping 10, 12, 13, something like that, draft picks solely for topping the worst group in the NFL. Um, And whilst whilst we still want it, we want to see our team win, of course we do, um, before Phil jumps (laughs) and kills me. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I, I can... I can see Washington winning out against the Panthers for sure. The Seahawks, I'm not quite sure. You can't tell with the Seahawks. Like One week they look absolutely amazing and they're, they're firing on, on all cylinders. DK's having a great game and so Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson's running about daft. Um, and then you know they go and get beat off the Giants and it's like, what the hell? Yeah. So it depends who's going to turn up against Washington. Um, like, we know the Seahawks don't have a great defence. So, you know, uh, and Washington do. It's it's a tough game to call that one, I suppose. As far as the, the Eagles with Washington at the end of the season goes, uh, again, I'm agreeing with Phil. Phil, you might as well get your back talking rubbish here because uh, I'm just <laughs> agreeing with you <laughs> all the I, time. I think, all right. Um, but, sorry. You know, I think like it's a, 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 a unique situation in, this, in, the, uh, in the conference, uh, in the division, sorry, is that because the division's so bad, there's nothing wrong with going for it. It's not like if if there was if you go for it but you don't make it, you're stuck in no man's land. The, the no man's land's gone. You're either getting a top, pretty much top ten draft pick, or you get into the playoffs. And I don't. I think that makes it a little bit easier just to sort of say fuck it, go for it, do what do what you can, and see what happens. Yeah, the um, the Giants have the Browns, the Ravens, and the Cowboys to finish. <clears throat> can't see them being the Browns. Can't see them being the Ravens. Who knows against the Cowboys? Um. Yeah, I'm going to Phil and Mick as well. I think it's Washington. You know, I can't see I can't see the Giants beating the Browns, like you just said, or the Ravens. If if I, I'm optimistic for the Eagles, like we could we could go on a run here and we, you know, it's going to be a tough one against the Cardinals, you know. But Washington, I'm, I'm not phased. Like even though we've been speaking about how great their defense are, I still believe we do have the talent. Um, Cowboys, I think we should beat the Cowboys. I just feel there's too. I don't think we're winning the division. There's too many components that have to fall into place. Like if we win all of our games, we need Washington. I Washington to lose. I think again, it's the Seahawks for me are going to beat the Wash. Are going to beat them. They've, even though DK's lost me money numerous times this season where I've needed him to get a touchdown, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with with Washington to win the division. I don't think. Anyone, I think they're going to get blown out in the first game of the playoffs, but it's one of them that's, I think. Well, <laughs> fuck you all. I'm going to go for the Eagles. Only back to back champions, um, baby. I'm, uh, I'm going to go uh, Browns, beat, uh, Browns beat Giants, Ravens beat Giants. I'm going to go. Eagles lose against the Cardinals, but win out against the Cowboys and Washington. And I reckon Washington lose two of their final three games and win it by half a game. That's where I All important Cincinnati draw, yeah. Exactly. So, the season of Cincinnati. Cincinnati. 
Yeah, that pathetic display the Bengals put up against the Cowboys. It's... Yeah, he, he got that draw just so, just so we'd win. Well, we'd win. we would have won, we'd win anyway. That's, that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> All right, good stuff. There's a lot of clinking. Sorry, there's a lot of clinking in the background. I don't know what it is, but that was me the last yeah. couple of minutes. So apologies, I was Did trying it? to trying to get a little bit of grub in while we do the pod. No, it's um, it's a chorizo, <laughs> chicken, sweet corn, spinach, pepper, and mushroom hat or hash. So um, and then my cats are trying mm. to eat it. So all sorts going on over here. Good stuff. All right, folks. Um, thank you for that review. Um, looking into next weekend, how do we beat the Cardinals? Phil, let's start with you first. I, I love I'm, I'm always the first <laughs> scrambling to, to think about, oh, shit, Cardinals. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, it's it's, it's going to be interesting, I think, because the Cardinals obviously were, were, were quite... Um, impressive and quite uh, dominant in, in large parts of the season. But as of late, they've kind of been a little bit different. And you can argue that the Eagles are now very much a similar set-up team with a very mobile, agile quarterback. Um, he's got a lot more experience at doing it. So I'd say they probably edge it um, a fair bit in terms of how how they approach the game and in terms of how successful they are running their form of the game and how successful the Eagles are at running a, a, a game plan that they've only really been doing for a game and a quarter. Um, I think, I think it's. I don't think it's going to be that bad because I, I don't generally. Apart from the running game of, of Kyler Murray, I think you haven't. You've got you've got one one top notch wide receiver, but you can say that's. Well, he is top notch. He is top yeah, notch. Yeah, but you though. can say you can say that about the last sort of two or three teams, or at least the last two teams that they've had. Um, one particular guy, and it's a case of you, you can do your best, and if the defense plays well and tries to keep um, keep him quiet, then um, there's no reason why they can't keep it tight and 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 win out. I think the the lack of tape for Hertz um, for the Cardinals, they've got a bit more now, so they can look at this. they'll be analysing the Saints game as much as we have this week um, and trying to work out exactly how they can keep him quiet. So that'll be the next test is. Once he's been, once Hertz has been figured out, um, how much has the play calling got in depth? How much has Hertz got in his locker to sort of um, switch it up at the last minute? But I'm generally excited to see how it turns out. I think this will be a bigger test um, in terms of whole game plan. I think generally um, the Saints game was like keep it tight and, and have a chance. But with 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 another running quarterback, you've you've got like I said a, a in a previous uh, WhatsApp group post is that when you've got a very mobile quarterback, it's so hard to have a particular game plan on defence because you've got about three different yeah. options at any given moment. And it's going to be literally, it's going to be fighting fire with fire. And it's just going to be which one um, flames out first. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for me, like the, the Hurts getting found out thing, I'm less worried about because there wasn't a lot of design plays to, to get Hurts running the ball. Most of his most of his rushing yards were um, option one or two, buckled, and he just used his legs to get out of it, run through the middle, or you know run around to the side. There was, there was a couple, but um, I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling really good about Hertz. I'm feeling really really good about Hertz um, as the week's gone on. Um, what you know, watching back the tape, um, the last minute, the last second completions that he made under pressure. Uh, the over 100 yards rushing, yeah, the receiving yards wasn't big. But when you're doing over 100 yards rushing, that's that's, that's huge. And one thing we haven't mentioned today, 
we touched on the Saints' defense um, hasn't given up a hundred-yard rushing performance in fifty-five games. They gave up two against the Eagles, Amal Sanders and Jalen Hurts. Um, so that's certainly something to write home about. Can I just Mick, revisit, what about you, sorry, buddy? Well, can I just revisit one, one go point? Go on, mate. Yeah, you go in. The game Saints that I meant to mention earlier is that. I just wanted to say that the play of the game for me, and it's going to sound really bizarre, was was the was the play where Hertz threw it away. Um, obviously, he threw it away on more than one occasion, but there was one particular one. I think you might all remember exactly which one I'm on about. He sort of straight out of the pocket, and you could see the whole play. The play was dead from from minute one, from second one, and, and he's running to the side. He's got his head downfield, and he was just he knew he was going to throw it away for all day long, but he kept looking. It's like you generally felt that he, you felt control, yeah. that he knew what he was going to do, mm. but he was, he was giving every possible yeah. chance for someone to get wide open. It just felt that says a lot. That said a lot more to me about any than, than anything else, than any defensive turnover or any any touchdown play. Is the fact that that the quarterback was full of confidence. It's for a rookie in, in his first first proper NFL start, yeah. like the the way he read that game, like you know. Like Carson, there. I'm not. I don't want. I'm not getting into slagging Carson off. But you, he was a bit. Could have, you would assume he would be like a deer in the headlights. You know, probably would have got sacked. But I remember. I rem- no, no, not not recently. No, 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 recently, season, not 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 throughout. But I remember career. even yeah. Phil was saying. I was agreeing. It was like it, it was a. Bre- I've never felt so happy just to watch a QB throw the ball away. Oh. That was actually one of the design plays for Hertz. Um, it was it was a design play um, for a pass and, and a run, um, and he opted for the run, but it got blown up. I watched uh, some guy break it down on Twitter this week. Um, it was it was a play that they used for him at Oklahoma, and they basically they basically were like, "Oh, look, the Eagles are trying to uh, include some <laughs> of his plays from Oklahoma, but they fucked it up <laughs> Com- <laughs> completely." Um, Mick, what about you, buddy? What's going to happen for us to to beat the Cards this weekend? Yeah, so another strong game for the for the defense is required. Uh, it felt like in that second half against the Saints that uh, we were going to have to outgun them because our defense had sort of fallen apart in the second half, and that was just through injury of our secondary, which has been pretty garbage this season. But we did lose, we we, we did lose uh, Slay, yeah, um, and that and that's that's massive for us. He's he's been solid this season, and, and usually takes care of the wide receiver one. Uh, he's still on concussion protocol at the moment and didn't practice as of well yesterday and Wednesday. The injury report hasn't came out for Thursday yet, but I mean we're all praying that he, that he comes through because we're definitely going to need him for that deep threat that D Hop brings to the Cardinals. Uh, he will see the majority of the receptions as he as he has been. I mean against the Giants, he was. Nine for eleven and one hundred and thirty-six yards. <laughs> That's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's Michael and, Thomas and that, levels from Giants, last year. Yeah, and and the Giants have a good defense as well. So it's 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 not as if you know he was just tearing a, a team apart. That's that's uh, it's pretty terrible. But uh, so we're definitely going to need um, him on top form. If he, you know, passes the concussion protocol, which we hope he does, um, Avanti Maddox, Maddox is going to be out, so our CB two is potentially out, and well, we're next man up, aren't we? So yeah, we have 
we, we have uh, Jameis and Houston. Elevate. Yeah, we've, we've protected him from the practice squad. I can't say that I've, I've seen a lot from the kid, so uh, all, I can, all I can say is I hope he does a, a better job than Maddox has done. I don't really rate Maddox that much. Um, Me neither, nor is, nor is Nerf Gun Fikes that he posts all over Twitter and, yeah, and Instagram. There's no the jacket was also on on the injury report for Wednesday, which is another one of our cornerbacks. It's, it's not looking good for our secondary, as well as one of our safeties, who's been in for pretty much every single game, uh, is now on IR uh, and is out for the out for the season. Rodney uh, McLeod. We'll, yeah, Rod, Big Rodders. But, so we'll see uh, Kevon Wallace possibly getting a start, which I'm actually quite happy about. I, I kind of wanted to see the rookie and see how he... Uh, progresses. Um, so well, so that, that's that's um, our secondary dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Jalen Mills. Don't forget who can play a cornerback. Um, yeah. Well, you know whether you consider that playing a cornerback or not is up for debate. We all know how why how I feel about the Green Goblin. He can go fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, was that, was that loud enough to be heard? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've had a day on, on Jalen Mills, but I mean, from the, the offensive side of things, uh, you, I'm, I'm excited again to see Hearts, to see what he can do. Uh, the Cardinals will have slightly more tape on him from the Saints game, like uh, Phil was just saying, they'll, they'll be studying that because that's all they really have to go by. Uh, he's, he's very mobile. Um, he makes quick decisions. I think that was the the most re- recorded thing, uh, you know, that came out of the game was that oh, Jill Horses looks like, you know, he's making snap decisions on his feet. He's he's, he's quick. He wasn't well. I mean, he had zero sacks the whole game. He wasn't what we've seen from Wentz this season, anyway. So. I'm looking forward to, to see how that develops uh, and, and see some of Doug's play calling as well because he was a lot more inventive against the Saints than he's Doug. been all Yeah, it was a different Doug. It was a completely different Yeah, absolutely. So, again, I'm excited about that. Um, but, you know, again, going back to the Cardinals, I think their, their main threats, as Phil was saying as well, is, is D-Hop. Um, <laughs> and also the running game from that little shit Kyler Murray who, who loves to run I think he's got 10 rushing touchdowns this season which is crazy actually um, how many of them has he run how many of them has he run through players legs on <laughs> <laughs> but I mean our, our pass rush is pretty good so yeah. I fancy our chances Chase Edmonds the, the, the running back um, one of the running back to the Cardinals is is, is did not practice uh, on Wednesday. He's got an ankle injury. Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins both didn't practice, but it says non-injury related, so we can be fairly safe that they're um, that they're fine. No other real injuries um, to to note. Couple of guys on the def- couple of, couple of defensive ends and one of the safeties, Jalen Thompson, as well. Um, but they're certainly not decimated. Um, and you can make the argument that if you look at all the people who are actually on IR um, for the Eagles, we've got a lot of injuries still to be coping with. Um, good. We kind of covered um, 
kind of covered next man up a little bit there. Elijah Riley's been elevated to uh, to the team. Um, Rodden McLeod going on IR. Jameson Houston and a few others um, um, have been protected on the roster. Um, Darius Slay, you mentioned, got the concussion protocol. TBC as to whether he's going to be available on the weekend. So I think you're right. If things, you know, there's a few of these which could fall in our favour over the next few days, but if they don't, then we're looking way for thin in the secondary um, for Eagles. We'll, we'll be relying heavily on pass rush and our rush defence to, to keep us in the game like they did so well against the Saints this weekend just gone by. Good stuff. Um, so, anything further to I add think, on that? Uh, well, Nick and Phil have covered it fairly well, but like, it's going to be a hard game. But I, I do feel optimistic about the Cardinals. I, you know, our secondary is really depleted. I think Hopkins and Murray together have just got that connection. Like we were similar to what we were saying about um, Rogers and Adams. But what I'd want to see more from the, I like from the offense is I want to see Hurts maybe throw a little bit more from inside the pocket. I liked I liked the way he was scrambling out. You know, I said before about how he read the game so well. Did any of you see the um, the little facts about that? He's joined Lamar Jackson as the only players since 1950 to have 100 plus rush yards in their first career QB start. I didn't, and but that's also, amazing. They are the only two. That's a great start. Over 100 plus in the game in 2020 and not, I'm not getting carried away with him like we said we've not seen enough from him yet but it is to, to, be, to be up there to be up to be up there with you know oh like, I am we're talking about Murray and that but <laughs> you know to be up there with the likes of Lamar Jackson it is it, you can't not be excited to watch the guy you know I feel he you know he had a great Q, I think his QB rating was 83 I think it was 83.6 if I'm correct I might be wrong but for as far as first games go, he really, for me, he kept that spark alive like we spoke about, well, you guys spoke about in the last pod. And I think he was just cool, calm and collected throughout that whole game. And the t- the, everyone seemed to, like, well, Jeffrey had a touchdown. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone seemed, we really, everyone just seemed to play well. Doug's, yeah. Well, yeah. TBC as to whether that's a good thing or not, to be fair, Keegan. <laughs> and if yeah. he gets a con- if he gets a contract for not. next year, I mean, there'll be a lot of hair pulling. <laughs> good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm really excited about him. I'm probably way, way too excited, way, way more excited than I really should be. Um, but I've had a whiskey and a couple of beers, and I'm on a glass of wine. So, <laughs> um, focus. I'm all in. Let's go. Chilling. <laughs> You're always Sunday. the most excited on a Sunday afternoon. It's just always you that's piling in every Sunday. It's it, like it, piling it, in the positivity in the group and we're like, yeah, okay, Liam. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you. You're the only... Yeah. To be fair, you're the only one that took us for a win against the Saints. Yeah, there you go. The only one. And to, to your credit, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Well, yeah. I reckon, you know, <laughs> rookie of the year, rookie of the year is not out of the equation, right? <laughs> um, now, now, you know, to, to play it down, I reckon he's going to be as good as Mahomes and Jackson combined. 
Uh, <laughs> we'll play it down, yeah, of course. <laughs> Good stuff. Alrighty, um, bit of a change up this week. We're um, we we just got a couple more segments to go. We're gonna do normally we do mix sixty second rant. Um, this week we're uh, flipping that around, and we're gonna do um, Liam's lyrical line, and then we got Phil's prophecies, and then we'll have a bet to finish it up before we before we finish. Look out, by the way, if you haven't seen them for the blogs. We we do a blog now every week before the game for a prediction as to what's gonna happen um, on the week coming up. We released one the other day. Um, but Mick, Mick's review of the NFC East, and we'll, we'll release one in the next couple of days as well. Um, so, guys, I'm going to go for it. It's just it's it's three lines, um, and it's for um, it's for Paul. Roses are red, violets are blue. The Eagles won. The Giants played poo. So I'll keep it sweet with a virtual fuck you. That's me done. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not it's not a 60 second rant because I found out five minutes before we were doing the podcast that Mick hadn't prepared a 60 second rant so um, oh, for, yeah, blame me. for the next one when we've won the game I will I promise I'll do a full I'll do a full Liam's Lyrical Lime Phil did you um, you prepared a, a prophecy for us this week at all um, yeah I was having a bit of a think today uh, about what what sort of unlikely likely thing i might think might happen um and it through watching the uh watching the game last weekend back and seeing uh quez watkins get on the the field yeah he only made one play but i think there's something in that theory that that hurts is going to play well with all the people that he's been practicing with in the in the uh, behind the scenes and that and so it's a bit of a small one but and a bit of an out there one but I reckon there uh, Quez Watkins might get about 50 uh, receiving yards against the Cardinals. Wow that's big, that's big. I, I, I like it a lot I mean I like everything because I'm positive as fuck but um, I, I, I like that a lot I'm definitely going to kind of pop some money on that um, money on that this week I reckon that's good <laughs> enough for that to be the, the lose your money bet to be honest <laughs> Should we try and get a request a bit for that? Shall yeah, I'll, 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 I'll stick it in tomorrow and see. They probably they randomly just sort of said, "Oh yeah, come back to us on Sunday." I'm like, "But what difference does it make?" Um, so I just tried <laughs> it again on the Saturday, and they posted it. So I was like, "Man, that's good." I reckon we get good odds for that. I reckon that's. I reckon you could get twenty to one on that. I mean, he's 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 barely had a catch this year, is it? That's it. It's unlikely, but just the fact that he kind of came straight into the team and it's only one pass but I'm thinking all right if there's anything in that and if you're talking about things that are a bit out there um to get fairly decent odds then then why not big 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 throw down field screenplay something like that to get him into open field and get him running it's a couple of targets and and a and and a decent sort of reception might might get you there it's probably I, yeah, it's, it's say it's not that likely, but if you got you know, it's a prophecy, going for like he had, he had twenty two snaps, didn't he? So this week he could you know, it's cons- yeah, definitely. I think Fulgham only had. I could see it getting 11, more. Yeah. So I don't know. He seems to be getting faded out, don't he? Slowly. You think? Oh well, did you see the did you see the press conference from Doug Peterson? He was asked. Um, why Fulgham's had you know barely any targets the last few weeks? Yeah. His response was: he's, he's healthier. Alshon yeah, Jeffrey's getting fitter. Better. He's, pl- he's playing better, <laughs> even though he's had thirty yards all season. It's bullshit. 
Yeah, think yourself lucky, lads. My my prophecy no. was, was borderline going to be something you and I'll sign Jeffrey, Sally. Oh, thank <laughs> fuck you didn't do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he basically fell over to get that touchdown at the weekend. Just sat on his arse and it fell in his lap. Um, potential PI as well on him for the touchdown, but we won't go there. We won't go there. All right, guys, I think that's probably a wrap for this week. A little bit shorter this time, but I think that's probably a good thing. No one wants to listen to us for a full hour. Um, I think next week we're going to try and get a Cowboys fan on um, for, for the upcoming game. We'll try and get a Skins fan on for the final for the, for the look forward to the final game of the season. And um, we haven't touched too much on the on the Hurts Wentz thing today. I think that's fine because I think we need to give Hurts a couple of games really before we start jumping on and predicting what's going to happen when we. We haven't seen all we need to see. Um, but yeah, Hurts for Rookie of the Year, MVP next year, first for 5,000 yards. I'm not I'm not feeling optimistic at all su- about his chances. Are you going Super Bowl MVP um, next year? <laughs> Good stuff, guys. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, absolutely. Bat, of course. <laughs> That's that's a good prophecy. Hurts for Super Bowl MVP nah. 2021-22. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Requ- request a bit. I'll I'll take some of that. I love throwing my money. I don't. I think. All right, thanks. That raises the whole debate about on, whether sir. he even starts next season, which I'm less than confident at the moment that he's going to be the starting quarterback at the moment. Well, save that. Save save that. We'll have, we'll have a whole pod on it when we finish up the season, based on how he's finished the season off and and and. Any rumours or, or stories that break about Wentz and where he may or may not be yes, next year and the cap situation and all that lovely stuff. Guys, thank, mm. thanks very much for me. Um, been enjoyable to speak about a pod where we won a game, football. Um, some exciting things to look forward to at the weekend. few injuries which, which are negative and our kicker not playing too well, but um, probably the most positive I've felt going into a, week, a weekend game um, than I have done in a while. So uh, thanks very much. And, um, yeah, listen, folks, watch out for our our blog in the coming days. And um, go Birds!